Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. But then I'm like, wait. What? This episode? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I watched it a week ago because yeah. we were supposed to record it. I watched it. Ago. I watched it twice because. Um, you I, watched it three weeks ago? Well, I watched it a little while ago. That thing needs tightening. I watched it a little while ago and then we didn't record and then I forgot it and watched it again. And then I went back to it yesterday. And realized, oh, crap, I'm about halfway into it. So, anyway. I watched it again. So. Hey, everybody. Welcome to... God, I started to call it Welcome to Ghost Whisperer. Uh, Welcome (laughs) to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Please be on our show. And uh, this is the show where we... So wrong, but so right all at the same time. This is the show where we make the plea for Ms. Jennifer Love Hewitt to please be on our show. Uh, The phone number, 254-300-7982. You can call us anytime, day or night, Ms. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, We are located at 1129 Webster Avenue in Waco, Texas. And uh, the uh, email address that you could contact us at is info at rogue MediaNetwork.com. Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show. All right, with that said, um, we are on Ghost Whisperer <sighs> Season 1. Uh, <laughs> this is only like Episode 3. No, it's, it's four. Episode 4. Okay, Episode 4. <laughs> Mended Hearts. I love the fact that you <sighs> sound... <laughs> Well, here's the deal, right? I I would love for Jennifer Love Hewitt to please be on our show, 254-300-7982. But um, You're so this is over. not a wonderful episode. <laughs> I just, I mean, you know, everybody's acting's fine and all that. It just, I don't know, man. Um, no, it's not an I don't know. Literally, you have been here at the studio for seven minutes, <laughs> and the whole seven minutes that I've you been have griping, been griping, <laughs> I've been griping about having to do this show. Yeah, and I then know. He goes I know, on to say, I know. this show is terrible. Well, I no, just no, no, need no, 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 no. Her to I never, I never said it was terrible. Um, I maybe, oh. I maybe oh. said I was terrible for not loving this wonderful show, but. Uh, <laughs> It is, uh, yeah. So this show, um, we're still in the early days of uh, Melinda Gordon and uh, everything is old, but it's new again, junk store or whatever that place is she owns. What's it called? Pretty, wasn't it like 
Same as it never was. Same as it never was. That's right. Yeah. Because you told me the last Talking one. Heads reference. <laughs> um, so, uh, in this one, um, it starts with this poor lady uh, who is, um, she's, she's lamenting the fact that her boyfriend is gone. We don't know that the boyfriend's gone yet, though. Right. Yes. We just see her draw in the big bath, uh, which always kind of indicates suicide. <laughs> um, and then she starts dumping out a bunch of pills. Um, Melinda and her friends have all, Andrea and, and other friends, it, it literally in the script here it says, Andrea snorts. Um, but they're all having a grand time, and they live below this lady, right? I'm assuming in an apartment building. Is that the way you see it? Yes, quite yeah. literally, because the first line spoken is, I love your apartment. Right, right. I'm just saying they, <laughs> they do live right below. And the only reason we find that out is because a uh, forlorn lady upstairs decides this is the way to end it all. She takes a whole bunch of pills and slips into a warm bath, right? Hey, can you tell me this, though? When people kill themselves on TV shows or movies... Why do they got to fill the bath so full? It's always so damn full. There's so much water. It like spills over. That's what I'm saying. You, like you don't need that Is much. that a cry for help, the, all the water? I mean, it's got to be, right? Because you don't need that much water. Or you just turn the bath on and just let it go and then you die. Is that is that what usually happens? Like your toes stuck in the plug there and so it just all overflows? I mean... I, I That's wanna, good insight I, from you there, Allison. Really, really I enjoyed that. To, I wouldn't it's do it in a bathtub. <laughs> if I was going to drown myself, I would much rather do it anywhere else. A swimming pool, a lake, an ocean, a river. I would I would drown myself in one of those fountains, like in the in town square. Exactly. Like that would be, you talk about some cleanup, you know? <laughs> like I, I would have it somewhere that if one, if someone went out searching for me, it would take them forever to find my body, which is why I would do it in an ocean or a river. Because, yeah. well, you don't know what happened. All the evidence is washed away. You don't know if I got killed. Sure. You don't know if I was, like, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Because the elements are going to mess up all kinds of stuff. So you're going to kill yourself around elephants, is what you're saying. Oh, it's not a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so they are having a big party downstairs and they hear the water dripping, blip, blip, blip. And, uh, they, they, they say, oh my gosh, I think sometimes the walls in this building are made of paper. Uh, they run into one of the rooms and they see, oh my God, there's water dripping from the ceiling. So something's happening up there. They get upstairs. Um, and I don't remember, do they have to like, oh, they break down the door because she says, Hey, husband, bust down the yeah, door, right? She gets, yeah. Yeah, and so he, he, you know, being the EMT fireman, uh, locksmith, um, <laughs> locksmith, local local butcher, he, he goes ahead and breaks down the door. Uh, Although, can you get in trouble for that since he's technically off the clock? Oh, I don't know. I think, okay, so like if or you're. Or is it because he's medically helping somebody because he knows. That well, that's what I was going to say. Like like if you're a nurse or a doctor or something, I think there's something like in the Hippocratic Oath where you have to like, if you see somebody that's, you know, you're driving down the street and you see somebody ripped in half or whatever, you have to go help them. 
Otherwise, you're a bad doctor. Like, isn't like it messes with your license to like? I guess something like that. That's why I'm like, how does that work? Because he's just busting down her door and he's off the clock. And how does he not get? EMTs don't normally bust down the door. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's like a firefighter thing. So anyway, they break down the door (laughs) and they run in there and they realize, oh my god, she's drowning in the bathtub. And uh, then the guy in the corner that we don't know is really a ghost yet says uh, she took pills. And uh, they're like, uh, what kind of pills? And this is, I don't know if these are real pills or not, but they're very specific. Uh, She took Atacar and Proxetine and some others, I think, is what this dude says. (laughs) Dude in bicycle shorts says Proxetine. She took some Proxetine. So, uh, <laughs> they, they call, we're off to a great start. They call 911. Uh, I would love to know if proxetine is a real thing, but, um, they, they call 911 and say, Oh, we got an unconscious woman. She took a bunch of pills. Uh, and we find out the address. So they live at 259 West Main Street, which very generic, <laughs> but, but great. So, uh, they're not getting a pulse. Um, he, uh, Jim is trying to do CPR on her, uh, unsuccessfully. Uh, and then we see the lady come through the door like she's, oh, she did it or whatever. And then finally she comes, she comes to, right? Right. She comes to. Yeah. Like she's oh, spitting out the water and stuff. Right. And so they take her to the, take her to the hospital <laughs> they take her to the hospital and they get her stabilized and all that. And then uh, they say that, you know, she needs to visit the hospital psych team. Uh, and then uh, anyway, everybody leaves except for Melinda for some reason. She says, I'm going to catch up later. And so uh, she goes in and she talks to uh, uh, she, she sees the dude in the bicycle shorts. She realizes that's he tells her he's Connor Donovan. Uh, and he is her fiance or he was her fiance. And so, uh, they, Melinda and this ghost in bicycle shorts talk about, um, how, and here's again, again, this is another thing. Like whatever you die in, you're stuck in. Right. So dudes in bicycle shorts for eternity. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's just wearing spandex for eternity. I mean, he's got that weird bulge for eternity. At least he's comfortable. I guess, man. I don't know. Um, but he, he starts telling her, you know, she asks, you know, if she's ever tried this before. He says no, but she's been real depressed since I left. Um, and he tells her it was about a year ago. And then he launches into this story about how he died, right? Uh, it was his third triathlon. Not his first, not his second, not his fourth. It was his third triathlon. It's oddly specific. It is very specific, yeah. And he says, I was kicking ass in this triathlon, right? Uh, he, he had done a, a two-and-a-half-mile swim, and he was on his 112-mile uh, uh, bike run uh, bike or bike run. ride, whatever. He was running beside a bike for 112 <laughs> miles, uh, and he was getting ready to start the 26-mile run. This is, this is a hell of a, a triathlon, right? I mean, this is a lot of stuff to do. And he was headed for his best time ever, uh, running beside a bicycle. And then uh, this little kid comes out in front of him <laughs> on a Speedster B500. Again, oddly specific. 
And so he swerves, you know, to miss this kid, and he goes off a cliff, right? He basically <laughs> falls off a cliff and dies. That's what happens. What I want to know, though, is how did he know that it was a Speedster B500? Well, because he said his father gave him the same bike when he was about that kid's age. But oh, it could look the same. Whatever. That doesn't I don't mean know, it's man. Be the it had same. a banana seat and some 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 fringy <laughs> things on the end of it. And he goes, "Oh, that's the same one I had." Well, no, it's not. But whatever. So anyway, uh, he says, <laughs> one of my favorite lines in this thing is, "Just like that, no more Connor Donovan." <laughs> <laughs> Talking about himself. He's like, "Whoops, there I go." Uh, so anyway, he dies. Uh, and he's been hanging around her since he died because they're like, you know, I, Belinda thinks that he has to, she has to forgive him or whatever for him to move on. Right. It's a, they're, they're still in love and blah, blah, blah. And whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, while I'm on that subject, Jennifer Love Hewitt, if you could please be on our show, our number is two, five, four, three hundred seven, nine, eight, two. We'll take a call from you anytime. Uh, so Connor Donovan is dead. He's gone off a cliff and he's told Melinda all about it. Um, and then she, so I believe this is the, the time that I told you about that I have a problem with. He follows her outside the hospital. Number one, these ghosts, if there's such thing as haunting, Right. Haunting has to take place, this is the way I understand it, okay? There are simple rules for monsters and ghosts, right? Frankenstein, fire. That's how you get him, right? Dracula, put some sunshine on him or some holy water or hit him with a stake, right? Werewolf, shoot him with a silver bullet, right? I mean, that's always been the thing for all these monsters, right? Ghost, they haunt where they die, right? They haunt where this terrible thing happened to them or where they're whatever, but these ghosts in this show, they get around. I mean, they can go wherever they want. Uh, they can do whatever they want. They can get in cars. They can go to the World's Fair. They can do whatever, right? They just So this ghost is at the hospital talking to Melinda, and uh, they go outside. And the thing I notice is that as he's talking to Melinda, you see all the, the uh, police lights and, and hot uh, um, ambulance lights and stuff and they're all bouncing off of him like the lights are on him well that ain't a thing if you're a ghost that's going to go through you how does that work you tell me miss i love this show <laughs> i don't know i'm telling i never said it was great <laughs> i'm not saying it's, it's bad i'm just asking i'm just asking for an explanation tell me how lights are bouncing <laughs> off a ghost Can- in spandex Listen, they were not smart with this in any way, shape, or form. I'm aware. Because they should not be bouncing off of him. They right. should like at least make it to where it's almost flat. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind yeah, of see it's, him. Like, it ought like, to be like Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, you know, like Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, all those guys, when they come back, they're just slightly glowing or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like he can't, shouldn't be. Yeah. There. This is more like zombies. Like it's weird. Rather than ghosts. You know, these but are invisible zombies is what these are. What's weird and it's going to make it even more confusing because later on in the show she says ghosts haunt people, not places. Yeah. 
and, like she, and she says that repeatedly. And that's absolutely the opposite of what I've always understood. Yeah. Right. Or it's something to like that effect. Yeah. She, she but she repeats it like throughout the show. So, so if they haunt people, why is he allowed to leave said person? That's what I'm saying, right? Or he's, if he's haunting a place, why is he allowed to leave said place? He had to go over to the CVS, you know, to get some <laughs> band-aids or something. He'd go get a pack of smoke. So uh, uh, she tells him about the out-of-body experience that uh, Girl with Pills had, uh, and so that's how she knew her and saw her and he saw her, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and so the next thing we see is uh, we're at, uh, oh, my God, this is old antique shop. Uh, wait a minute, what was it called? The Same As It Never Same Was. Same As It Never Was Antique Shop. And uh, Melinda going through her bills, which – is the only thing I see her do there, um, opens up her, her county tax bill, and it's $15,000. $15,000 tax bill. She wasn't aware for that, and she wasn't aware of it. I mean, she didn't know it was going to be a $15,000 tax bill. It's three times what she thought it was going to be. So she's either bad at taxes or somebody's jacking with her, her <laughs> tax assessment, I mean, right? Isn't that kind of the point of owning, like, a business place, though? It's going to be higher than what it like a house would be? Well, I mean, but you still ought to be able to kind of guess at what it's going to be, you know, and be within a few hundred dollars, I would think. But this is three times what she expected. So she expected it to be five grand. It's it's $15,000. Um, and, and she says that that's going to completely blow through her savings. So she's got ten grand in savings. So we're finding out several things here about Melinda, right? She owns this antique store. We knew that. Uh, she lives at, uh, 259, what was it? West main street. Uh, let's see. Let me look back here. Wasn't that the apartment though? Is that yeah, that's one. But was it, is that, what's that's her name's apartment? That's apartment. Oh. She lives in a house. Remember the uh, episode one? Oh, that's right. Cause, yeah. cause doofus was out there messing <laughs> with stuff in a lightning storm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Andrea <laughs> lives at 259 West main street. Yes. Apartment a, I'm assuming because it's on the floor. <laughs> It's the, it's the first floor. Okay. So, uh, she gets the, she gets the county tax bill and it's, it's a whole bunch of dollars and she's like, Oh my God, don't know how I'm going to pay that. Uh, and Andrea's like, uh, Oh boy, that's a lot of money. And she says, it's going to blow through my savings. And that's all we see. Right. So then, um, Melinda goes, <laughs> Melinda goes back to the hospital Yes. To see, what is this What is this lady's name who's trying to kill herself? Gwen. Gwen. She goes back to see Gwen, and uh, she tells her, you know, that uh, she can see spirits, and she saw uh, Bicycle Boy and Connor. Connor yeah. And he, um, uh, he was talking to her and saying that she's never tried anything like this before and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so he's there right next to her face, right? Which I still, I think that's odd too. He's like <laughs> right next to her nose. Just <laughs> You don't like people to, to be for you? Not ghosts. Don't want a ghost that close to me. 
That's I good. Th- I could think of a few people you not wanting that close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> we have an intern here that gets a little close. Uh, so, anyway, we get the we get the whole back and forth. You can talk to ghosts. Yes, I can talk to ghosts. How did that happen? Well, it happened a long time ago. Uh, this is my grandmother. It's the same story, right? We hear the same story. Uh, by the way, Jennifer Love, you, you do a great job of telling it. Uh, and so, <laughs> they go back and forth, you know, Oh, I miss her. Oh, he misses me. I miss him. Tell him I love him. I want to talk to him. I feel you everywhere. Once again, one of the best lines in the whole show. Uh-huh. She's talking about how much she misses Connor. Mm-hmm. And she says, quote, It's like my skin hurts and the insides of my bones hurt. Unquote. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a bad hurt. I really didn't need to know all that, but... <laughs> inside of my bones. Not the outside of my bones. The inside of my bones hurt. It's just so deep I can't grab a hold of it, she says. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't even touch it. It's like, baby, I feel it too. So you uh, get a lot of that back and forth, right? And then he tells uh, Melinda to tell her uh, that he's mad at her. Because she tried to kill herself, and he's like, never again, you know, blah, blah, blah. She was just trying to see him. I get it, she yeah. She loves him. Yeah, she loves him so much her bones hurt. <laughs> she got that danger bone. <laughs> That's so... And dumb. so, uh, anyway, the nurse comes in and <laughs> in, in nurse ratchet form and goes, That's enough for tonight! And it's like, oh, okay, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, <laughs> And so, uh, anyway, that that's when they go outside and you get the sirens and all the stuff. Oh, that's yeah. It's the second yeah. visit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, they talk about that. He says, and this is when he drops this subplot of, oh, and by the way, I was an organ donor. Uh, and to cross over, I need to see who took my heart. Yeah, this is, I, yeah, this is the part where Which we kind of, it? it's like. Are you in love or you want to see where your heart went? It's like a hidden agenda. Is what it is. Yeah. And I believe later in this show, somebody, (laughs) it's it's Melinda's husband, says, why can't ghosts tell where their hearts are? He's got a point. He's got a really good point. I mean, they're they're spirits, right? They ought to be able to get around. I mean, obviously, they can get in cars. They can do whatever they want to do. I mean, if they're... This dude doesn't know where his freaking heart is? I mean, because what if he wasn't there? What if he went to go find it? The- he wasn't there when they took his heart. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> maybe he went. Maybe he went. I got to go- step out for a second. You guys keep working. <laughs> maybe if he went to go find Gwen. So therefore, but, he doesn't know so where like his heart. So after they took the heart out, is what you're saying? Yeah. So he he you know what dead goes over. He's like, gotta go find Gwen. Goes to find Gwen, and then while he's gone, <laughs> they're like, bloop. Got your heart. Do you think that um do you think that he's got like a wedgie throughout eternity <laughs> with those bicycle shorts? <laughs> just he's just stuck in his crack throughout eternity. That's he's just so mean. standing there talking to Saint Peter, picking his <laughs> crack out. <laughs> By the way, Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show. Uh so uh <laughs> they talk back and forth about the heart. And uh, she's like, okay, whatever, man, if that's what you need. Uh, and so she's going to do whatever it takes to uh, uh, to find this dude's heart and show him whatever. So, uh, by the way, I would like to take this this this, <laughs> this time uh, and and uh, engineer Mason try to keep us around thirty minutes or so. Okay, 
Um, I'd like to take this time to repeat some lyrics from a song that, that happens now. This is very 90s, uh, very, very 90s type song. Uh, I, I did not recognize it as a song that I had heard before, so I'm assuming it was made up for this show. Uh, here are the lyrics uh, verbatim. We're surrounded by a world of things, but it's never enough to give us what we want. But if we all stop with our self-distraction, we'll start a world reaction. That is, that's about as touching as you can get right there, right? Is it? Little guitar riff. Anyway, uh, so we find out that uh, uh, Melinda is going go to the, she's gonna go to the hospital. She's going to try to figure out where um, the, the, heart uh, the heart is. She first talks to Gwen, though. And we find out uh, that uh, Connor was um, such a caring he, person. He was the kindest man. Uh, he's always looking to make somebody's job easier. She tells him about tells her about uh, how if there were bread breadcrumbs on the table at a restaurant, he would he would get them in his hand and then take them and put them somewhere so the wait staff wouldn't have to do it. And he'd give her a little wink. And uh, boy, it was just the the nicest thing. Which I, whatever, man. That's just a little weird. It is a little weird, but anyway, he'd grin at them, and it was like their little thing. And anyway, uh, she tells him, she says that she can feel Connor because it's like a brush and, you know, against her skin or whatever. And Melinda says, well, you know, sometimes spirits can let you feel their energy. It's no more than a little rush of air. Okay. Uh, and then we find out that ghosts also can affect uh mason's saying hi <laughs> mason's waving ghosts also can affect electricity <laughs> they can make the lights go on and off uh so we're, we need to start building like a book of a big ghost facts from this thing you know like the all the things that ghosts can do Listen, and can't do from what i know it just doesn't work like that yeah like it's just like having any kind of energy. Ghosties need energy. Yeah, but you're talking about ghosts taking energy that's already there and doing something with it, right? Yeah, but they need energy. Like, all right, whatever. This show does not back any. There, whatever. So, uh, again, Jim makes the point uh, because Melinda tells him, you know, about what she's got to do. He's like, uh, how come a ghost wouldn't know where his heart is? <laughs> Which, great point, Jim. Uh, and so she's going to go and find the dude that has the heart or the person that has the heart so that they can work this out. Uh, she goes to, uh, she finds out that he, uh, from Jim, she's using all, her, all his EMT hookups uh, and finds out that if he died at Mercy, uh, which I guess is their local hospital yes. would have been harvested and then choppered out and blah, blah, blah. But you're going to need somebody at the hospital to tell you who has the organ. And so she's like, okay, great. Thanks for that. Uh, and then she goes to the hospital to try to find out who it is. The lady basically gives it a big brush off. She says, this is not jeopardy. Get out of here. And then the lights go off. And while that's happening, the nurse says, well, I guess the generator didn't kick in, which one of these places, <laughs> none of these places ever have reliable generators. No. So anyway, she says the, the, the generator didn't kick in. And so the nurse's job, I guess, is to go check on the generator. 
which that seems no. logical, right? <laughs> so the nurse leaves, and Melinda sees the computer that she was looking at, and then a uh, ghost nurse pops up behind her and says, or whatever, and tells her to search on the computer. And so Melinda searches on the computer, and she finds uh, <laughs> the, the ghost says, the code RWH, whatever, right? And so she tells her the code to get into the computer. This ghost died with the password is what happened, right? It's because she was a nurse. <laughs> okay, whatever. So she they didn't the change codes. the damn password since this old lady died? Like, I mean, if I log into my laptop, I have to change the password like every 60 days or whatever, right? If it ain't broke, don't fisk. Fix it, Fisic, man. Fisic. Fisic, yeah. If it ain't broke, Don't check the generator. <laughs> so anyway, she finds, she sees a bunch of ghosts, and I can't even imagine what it'd be like going into a hospital and stuff if you've got this power, because they're just going to be everywhere, you know? I mean, she, again, what happens when she drives by like a like a, a, a cemetery? I mean, it's just, it's just like full. <laughs> it's just a shitload of ghosts out there. So anyway, she, she finds the guy's name. Uh, next thing she's going to do is like any good <laughs> detective, which she is not, uh, she goes and finds this guy. He is working and I don't remember where the place was. He was working. What's the place he works at? Do you remember? No. Okay. He goes, uh, she sees the dude getting out of his car, uh, which is a really beat up little piece of crap. And uh, he is going into what looks like kind of an AA meeting. Yeah. But we find out it's for people who have received organs from other people, which that's a weird meeting. Uh, so it's a donor organ association? It's a donor organ meeting. Yeah. So <laughs> AA for the donor I think donor I'd rather organ? go to an AA meeting. <laughs> I'd rather go to but, AA. But anyway, she, uh, she, she finds out he's in there. We find out that it, it's his surgiversary. Surgiversary. Uh, and he says, he says something about, you know, um, he, he's always felt like crap and now he's got this heart and uh, maybe he should have never gotten it because he doesn't deserve it. And, you know, sad sack, blah, 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 blah. So she comes up afterwards, her weird way of just like, hey, heard you got a heart. And he's like, yep, got a heart. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. She goes, I'm a student. I'm putting together a something. And <laughs> I guess if you're a student, you can you you can ask whatever question you want. I'm a student. What's your social security number? <laughs> no. So he's like, I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. And so uh, anyway, the first meeting does not really go well. Um, he says, what do you think? I'm like hungry for things I never liked before. I smell things that are so freaking familiar. Just can't figure out what they are. Blah, blah, blah. He's very defensive, which honestly he should be right. Some chick just comes up and says, Hey, how's your heart? Heard you got a new one. Yeah, I'm a student. Tell me all about it. I'd be like, screw you. Get out of here. It's a little weird. A stranger coming up asking about a heart that you got. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And so um, now we're, we're uh, uh, poor Melinda can't get the answers she needs. And so um, she, she leaves unhappy. He leaves unhappy. Uh, but let's, let's kind of put a bow on this thing, right? Here's how, what, what ends up happening 
is number one, she finds out that, uh, what's her friend's name? Andrea. Andrea at shit. This stuff is old antiques. Um, she paid her bill and she's like, well, where'd you get $15,000? She goes, Oh, I've been saving up lady. Come on. You don't have just $15,000 laying around that you can pay maybe, somebody else's tax bill with, she's but okay. A trust fund baby. No, she said she'd been saving up. Maybe she's a, she like, saved the trust fund. She didn't tip the barista at Starbucks and kept that dollar. She didn't do this and kept that $3, you know. She illegally parked one day, didn't have to pay $3 for that. And it's it's all wound up being $15,000. So she, she pays the tax bill. Melinda's like, my God, I can't take your money, uh, which wasn't really heartfelt, to be honest with you. I would just be like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the fifteen grand." And so she says, you know, I can't take your money. She says, oh, you can pay me back, blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyway, she says, uh, Andrea says, I, I just want to be a partner. Maybe you consider this a partnership. Finally, they give in and giggle and laugh because now they're partners at, at, my God, these things are old antiques. Is that what happened here? Here? What do you yeah. mean? Makes me wonder. You never gave me $15,000. <laughs> You give me $15,000, you're a partner instantly. Well, sure. Why would I give it to you, though? Well, because it, I'm the guy who takes the checks. I don't know. Just give me $15,000. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> so what ends up happening is uh, a lot of songs and a lot of music and a lot of pictures of the fountain and stuff in the middle of the thing. But what ends up happening is she gets... Uh, she basically Curly-haired, s- sad boy with a new heart to go out with chick that tried to kill herself. Basically sets up a blind date. She does. With the ex and the new guy with yeah. the heart. And they're having dinner, and it's going okay. And then uh, she sees him do the thing he with the crumbs. Thing. Yeah, he does. How crummy. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> she does the thing with the, or he does the thing with the crumbs, and she's like, oh, my God, this is my soulmate, you know, <laughs> because he, he did the crumb thing. Uh, and so they go out, uh, and then, <laughs> what do you say? He's over there like this. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to. Uh, so they go out together, and then what happens after that? He smells the perfume. Yep, smells recognizes the perfume. it. Yep. Mentions it, and she's like, oh, no, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, she gets upset because she saw the crumbs and took off. Sure. Yeah. Then they take a walk. <laughs> they go bye-bye. Go they said walk. peace. They go walk in. Uh, they end up uh, together, right? No. They end up together at the end of this? What happens? I don't think they do. I think that, like, he goes <laughs> over and explains what happened. She leaves. And then I watch this damn thing three times and I don't know <laughs> Mel- what happened. Melinda then goes over and explains <laughs> to Connor to Bike Boy, yeah. you can't be here, blah, blah, blah. It's not your heart. You sure. know, that's consequences of being an organ donor. Yeah. You don't get to choose, whatever. And then he was like, okay, great. And then goes bye bye. And then crosses over into the sprinkling light. And the yeah. sprinkling light. Yeah, the sprinkling light. Oh, boy, light. the sprinkling light. So, uh, anyway, uh, what, what ends up happening is we don't know what happens with curly-headed uh, mopey no. boy, right? Yeah. He just kind of fades off into the, the, into the ether. Uh, ghost uh, 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 
crack boy. Uh, <laughs> he, he finally gets the hell out of there after brushing up against her cheek. I think he realizes that he was holding her back, and so he's like, yeah, right. I have to go. Right. Bye. He's like, you can't love a dead man, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so he finally has to go, and she finally accepts it. Uh, and uh, we get... Uh, <laughs> there's like seven songs in this, in this thing. Uh, and so anyway... All of that happens, and basically what could have happened is girl tries to kill herself, dude says stop, she says, I got to let you go. He goes, yep, you can't love dead man, and he could have gone. Yep. Now, all of that could have taken place in like 20 minutes, right? It, we're done. It's not a but instead, show. But instead, Ghosty, he has to drag it out with his whole heart thing, and then you got to break the chick's heart by making her go out with, with curly head. And, and having him brush crap into his lap. And so there's this whole subplot that I just didn't, I didn't like it. You know, it just felt really forced and, and just weird. I don't know. Am I, am I making too much of it? No, this is, this is one of the few episodes that has too many plots at play. It really does, right? Like, I could understand if the whole episode was he's got to find his heart, and that's why he's still here. Right. And in order to find right. it, he exactly. has to go find his ex-lover. Absolutely. And maybe she knows. I think the but, you can either get rid of the suicide thing, or you can get rid of the heart thing. Yeah. One or the other. Or, yeah, maybe he's trying to save his ex-lover from killing herself because she loves him. Like, I, there's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much. It's two different plots. Yeah, it's too much. Which would have been great as two different episodes, but they were like, no, let's cram it into one. I think great is a little bit of an overstatement, but sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, I you know, the show is fine. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt is fantastic in it uh, because she's a wonderful actress and a, a, a national treasure. Uh, would love for her to uh, give us a call at 254-300-7982. Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show. Um, there is one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt has uh, uh, started a, uh, a collab with a place called Holiday Junkie. Uh, Holiday Junkie uh, makes all kinds of holiday stuff. And what I've come to find out by stock, uh, by looking at Jennifer Love Hewitt's Instagram is that she loves holiday decorations. Have you seen this? You showed me. Yeah. So many decorations. She loves holidays. She loves decorations. She started with the Halloween thing. Now she's on to the Thanksgiving and Christmas thing. Uh, but her collab with uh, the Holiday Junkie is that you can go and get special gift tags. Um, she was super excited about it. Um, but even if you go on uh, like Holiday Junkie dot, let's see, is it? It's 2021co.com. Uh, you can get uh, Holiday Junkie stuff. Uh, she is selling gift tags. Gift tags. Uh, so Hi. we've got uh, we've got the uh, oh. I'm a famous rapper. We've got uh, sorry for what I said while I was decorating holiday gift tag. Can I also yeah. say that yeah. you were so excited about this when you found that out? I was. I was very excited about it. I thought, oh my gosh, great! We can we can shout this out for her. 
So if you're listening to this, we would like for you to go to 2021co.com, 2021co.com, uh, find the uh, Holiday Junkie collab there, get your gift tags from Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt and put them on your gifts and, and tell them that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show, sent you there. Also, uh, paroxetine. Yeah. Is it a real thing? Yes. It's used to treat depression, OCD, panic attacks, generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety. So basically it's like a social. Yeah. So she was depressed and that's why she was taking this. Yeah. So And then she thought, I'll just take the whole bottle. Yeah. So it's really like a social. Getting this nice, warm, overflowing bathtub. (laughs) Kill myself. But so she, I, I, but why would she use two different? I don't know. Like Maybe she's taking both of them. I don't depression. Know. Unless one was for aimed towards depression, the other was aimed for like anxiety. Hey, but I'm going to tell you a secret. Okay? You listening? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> None of it matters. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. So she had some kind of social phobia. She did. She had a lot of social phobias, and she was missing her, her biker boy. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. He was a skater boy. <laughs> See you later, boy. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that is Ghost Whisperer season one, episode four, Mended Hearts. Not my favorite episode, but Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt was fantastic in it. Uh, last thing, uh, please check us out at roguemedianetwork.com. Uh, and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show. You can call us at 254 300 7982. I'm going to tell you a secret. Even if you're not Jennifer Love Hewitt, you can call that phone number. 254-300-7982. We're located at 1129 Webster Avenue in Waco, Texas. Beautiful downtown Waco, Texas. And uh, if you wanted to send us an email, it's info at roguemedianetwork.com. Can you say that one more time? Roguemedianetwork.com. Roga. 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 Not rogue. Okay, great. Anyway. Oh, dear God. All right, Allison. It was fun. That's it. That's that's season one, episode four. You ready for another? Jennifer, love you. Please be on our show. Mason's calling the number. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.